Hi, I'm Lawrence Carroll, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. I'm the author of ETS for the Long Run, Dividend Stocks for Dummies, and a contributor to Forbes.com and Barron's. Each week on Two Question Tuesday, we randomly pick and answer two questions from clients of Focused Wealth Management. This week's questions will be answered by Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focused Wealth, and Mike Passante, the firm's Director of Financial Planning. How are you guys? Good. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Okay, so we just saw Microsoft executives have told employees that as economic conditions tighten, that they should be more cautious in hiring new people. So the question is, are potential layoffs from tech companies the beginning of a negative employment cycle? And do you think the employment situation will inflect negatively? You know, I've always believed in reversion to the mean, Larry. And um, when you look at these employment numbers being so low uh, for quite some time now, uh, people out of the workforce, people, um, you know, really not coming back uh, post-COVID and switching jobs and whatnot, um, this is a big reversion to the mean time period. And, you know, my fear and, and what my gut tells me is that, you know, this is very similar to 2009, where you had literally... Uh, four years of college graduates who did not get into the workforce for five to six years. And so I feel that right now we're seeing the same type of mechanics to work where people stayed out of the workforce. Now you're going to get unemployment numbers that go up. I mean, I don't know what the U6 today is, um, but it's it's starting to creep up a little bit more. The unemployment rate, the, the labor participation rate, uh, the number that you know we always have looked at. And um, I think that the labor market is the next shoe to drop. I really do. And, and you know, also, uh, if you believe, as we do, that we are in a recession right now and you are in a, a C-suite position making management decisions, uh, looking at, you know, costs, looking at labor, looking at technology that's out there, um, I think people are going to start doing more with less once they get whiff of a possible recession, if not we're, if we're not in one already. Um, so I'm definitely a fan uh, of believing, unfortunately, uh, that uh, unemployment rates are definitely going to creep higher. And in fact, I see that every day. I speak to people all over, and um, that's what we're seeing. I think yeah. tech is the first, obviously, one uh, that was the most competitive you know, building campuses, uh, having people work remotely, having, you know, all types of accommodations for employees. And as they change that up, um, unemployment is going to rise here. And I, I would expect it to rise by two to three uh, percent by September or October. I would. Yeah, this is where the Fed has it really wrong. Yeah, and yeah. this is why it's a bit deceiving. Why, you know, how can you be in a recession when employment rates are or unemployment rates are as low as they are right now. Well, employment is a lagging in economic indicator. It's kind of like the last of the Mohicans. It's the last shoe to drop. Weekly jobless claims have started to tick higher. And it's not just Microsoft. Amazon has announced plans to freeze hiring. PayPal just announced layoffs. Peloton has announced layoffs. There are a number of companies that are going to continue to announce this, largely in the tech space, because tech saw a really considerable expansion in terms of market caps and uh, activity in terms of new clients, onboarding, revenue growth. But the problem is margins are now compressing. And Phil, what's one way to increase margins if you are feeling margin compression? Yep. You lay people off. 
especially with the technology that we're employing. You know, everyone's got great tech. And uh, yeah, I, I, if I was not in the workforce, if I was one of these younger people that wanted to explore, you know, the world uh, after COVID, uh, I'd get back in the, in the seat and make sure I had a job at this point. I would. I totally agree with you. And one very consistent trend that you've seen throughout earnings season has been margin compression. Yeah. Okay. The second question, all three Chinese e-commerce names have beat earnings and they've risen considerably on the news. Since we're most of the way through earnings seasons, are there any positive takeaways that you've seen in spite of all the negativity? So, yeah, there are definitely a few, believe it or not. I mean, one positive that you're looking at is the fact that earnings on the aggregate for the S&P 500 have grown 9.71%. And again, you're going through this deceleration. And what you have to remember is that earnings are being reported for the prior quarter. So you're probably going to see another deceleration in terms of the rate of earnings growth next quarter, which means that some of these numbers are likely to get worse. And I mean, on the aggregate, energy was easily the leader um, with like 272% year-over-year earnings growth. But you know, across the board, you saw the majority of companies actually report positive trends. Um, what you also saw, I mean, the number of companies that reported forward guidance, um, that was definitely a negative because companies were guiding down because economic growth has decelerated. Last week, Snapchat obviously dropped a bomb on the uh, social media companies saying that revenue has decelerated much more rapidly than they had anticipated, and they had to lower their guidance mid-quarter. So the lower that a company puts its forward guidance, the easier those comps are actually going to be to jump over. So in spite of the fact that next earnings season has the potential to really decelerate more, a lot of these negative trends may be priced in. And we saw toward the end of earnings season, we saw some negative reactions get bought very rapidly. One case would be NVIDIA, which reported last Thursday, the stock was down five or 6% after hours and actually closed higher. So when you have positive reactions to negative news, because NVIDIA did lower their guidance, that's definitely a positive catalyst and a thing to look for. And a number of these stocks have been somewhat weak as of late. And by as of late, I really mean since last November. And when you see stocks react positively to negative news, that's definitely one thing. And another trend that I continue to say is that this is going to be a FIFO and or first in, first out type of downturn. And I think it's particularly important to watch China now. Um, and some people might wonder why. You know, every developed economy in the world is raising interest rates trying to combat inflation. The first developed economy in the world that really had to fight inflation before everybody else did was China. Their rates of inflation really jumped and skyrocketed well before ours did. The China Central Bank is actually easing now. And yeah. China has, has not had a reopening still. If there is an easing of their zero COVID policy and they can actually reopen their economy, they have a pretty solid and strong runway there for somewhat of a level of growth. I mean, the negative thing is there's obviously political saber, saber rattling there. But the fact is, maybe estimates over there have gotten so low and China's really been in deceleration for about 18 months. They were easily the first area to go into it. So I think it's particularly important to watch the Chinese e-commerce companies beating earnings estimates and results, reacting positively to that in a framework where they have a central bank that's easing and they have a runway for expansion. So that's- You know, Mike, you made an excellent point before with FIFO, right? First in, first out. 
who went into the cycle first, China, uh, and and what's the most aggressive, you know, uh, levered part of their economy would obviously be their web services. Mm. You look at the Alibabas of the world, the JD.coms of the world, uh, et cetera. And these stocks have really been cut in, you know, by a quarter. I mean, they're, they're a quarter of what they were at their highest market cap. And now what we're hearing is that, you know, maybe the central governments of the world are, are getting a little bit smart and saying, hey, you know what? Interest rates have nothing to do with this. This is a, a, a supply chain crimp in the system that we really need to straighten out. And interest rates, by raising them, aren't going to fight inflation. Trade deals will fight inflation. Tariffs that were on the economies globally will fight inflation, getting the wheat and energy out of the Ukraine uh, will also lower inflation. So how are we going to do all this? And that requires global coordination. And, you know, we're hearing that right over the weekend. You're hearing that um, maybe tariffs are going to start to come off good or bad. You can have a low tariff environment or a high tariff environment. But when you look at trade across the globe, when you're in no man's land in that middle environment, it doesn't work, right? So you have high tariff regimes or low to zero tariff regimes. Both will have economic stimulative effects, um, but just being in no man's land is not going to do anything. And uh, that's interesting that we're starting to talk about that here. Um, and to your point, first in, first out, you see the banks starting to look like they're trading better. You see the Chinese uh, web-based platforms. Uh, having great earnings, starting to trade better. Um, so I think you found a bottom in terms of price, probably go back there, maybe a little bit lower, but not a bottom in time. This is not one of those quick bounce backs, uh, but there's value out there, as we said last week. Yeah, I continue to agree with that. And what you what you also alluded to with interest rates, the European Central Bank has backed off on doing as many rate hikes as they projected. They just announced that last week. And after last Thursday, when U.S. GDP came in at negative one and a half percent after what was initially reported at negative 1.3, it was worse. So you actually saw some Fed rate hike estimates start to come down here. And you're looking at a situation where I think people may begin to realize that hiking rates so precipitously into a decelerating growth environment is not the answer to what we're doing here. It's global coordination. Get the G20 together, fix a supply chain. That's going to combat inflation way more than rate never-ending rate hikes. Yeah. Is it a good time to start buying Chinese ETFs or European ETFs? You know, I think that almost not Europe yet. I think Europe still has a little bit longer to go in terms of the depth of the time period that they're going to be in a recession. Because if you look at inflation rates and, and price hikes over there, they've spiked a lot more. I continue to believe that a dollar, that if you continue, if you start buying and averaging in now, as Phil said, we may have gotten to the point price-wise where we've hit the bottom. Time, however, is not completely on your side yet. You still have the midterm elections to deal with. There's almost always volatility around there. But if you understand what's happening with the cycle, Phil and I were just talking about this last week. In the second quarter of 2020, US GDP went down 9%. We then began to accelerate and we got all the way up to 12.2% in the second quarter of 2021. We've been decelerating ever since then. It's hard to tell exactly when we're going to trough. 
But at some point, either in the back half of this year, up until the middle of next year, in second quarter of 2023, you're comping against a very slow growth second quarter of 2022 environment, which is where we're in right now. At that time period, we're most likely going to be in a sequential acceleration again. So a year from now, things are going to look markedly different, especially when you consider where inflation's probably going to be. So if you dollar cost average into certain things now, you're going to, are you going to miss the bottom? Yeah, probably, but it's so hard to buy the precise bottom. But a year from now, you're probably going to be in some type of an acceleration. So things are going to look a lot better then. So that's what I think. You're talking China, but not U.S. at the moment. No, I'm talking U.S. too. Okay. I'm largely talking, I think China's going to start to accelerate before U.S. does. Yeah. And when you look at these Dow markets, right, things get very closely correlated uh, as we go down. And and as we explore this concept of first in, first out, right, bonds being down 10%, like stocks were down 10% at one juncture. uh, And now, you know, the Barclays aggregate bond index being down maybe eight as of this morning us finding extreme value in bonds, first in, first out, uh, value there. Uh, But again, correlation's close. You know, if it's a risk-on type of environment, you'll do good in in a lot of things. I think it's going to take time, though. You know, maybe the lows have been hit, but God, if you look at some of these uh, tech, great names, iconic names with great earnings that are out there right now, recession or no recession, uh, they have to be bought, and you can make money in those. Okay. So thanks, guys. That was great. And if you'd like to submit a question, send it to our email address, which is question at twoquestiontuesday.com, and we'll be back next week.